Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Alter Your Health Live, your source of information and inspiration to promote the holistic transformation of your health and the health of our planet. Now, I'm your host, Dr. Benjamin Alter. And I'm Dr. Susanna Alter. Thank you, Dr. Susanna. We're excited to be with you as always, and specifically to kind of, um, I feel like we're switching it up. We're going to. Be, well, I don't know. We're, we're as always, we're going to express ourselves authentically on a matter that is, you know, relevant to us. So specifically today, we're going to be talking about this whole vegan versus paleo debate, mainly because it was brought to mainstream awareness through a really popular podcast, which at least was popular in my kind of immediate bubble, this, you know, Joe Rogan podcast. Um, what's up, Adam? Good to see you. Um, so this Joe Rogan podcast with Dr. Joel Kahn and Chris Kresser, they were talking vegan versus paleo, which is an extraordinarily hot topic. And it has been, it's like not a new thing, right? It's, there's always been different renditions of this debate. You know, what's the ideal diet? Does it involve meat? Is it vegetable based? Is it starch based? Is it protein based? Is it fat based? You know, there's always a conversation and the, the ball, you know, this ball, that's the conversation just seems to be bouncing around in all sorts of directions. And sometimes I feel totally overwhelmed at a loss, confused. And that's, I think that's what led, you know, both Dr. Susanna and myself to focus in on nutritional therapy as a really a primary modality in our clinical practice, because Obviously, we, we all know how important nutrition is for our health and well-being, but like, how do we implement that given the nature of our nutritional information in our world today? How do we implement best practices nutritionally? And it's, it's a continuously evolving conversation. Anything you want to add, Susanna? I just second everything uh, you say, Dr. Benjamin. It's definitely a confusing topic. And um, I think even, you know, myself going into this field, I always, 
I, I mean, I've tried almost every way of eating because it's so confusing and, and because I, I feel like, all right, well, I'm going to figure this out in my own body. And so maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you've tried a few different ways of eating. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. And I think, yeah, I think we all are. I always love the idea of using our bodies as an experimental laboratory, you know, and just kind of tuning in and testing things out, trying things on, seeing how they feel, seeing how they taste and seeing how we resonate with all of these factors in our life. But that being said, you know, our bodies are indeed a scientific laboratory, but I feel like at the same time, we should have something to hang on to that we can trust. And that seems to be lacking in our world today. And it became apparently evident as back to this debate, vegan versus paleo, as I was tuning into this four hour, nearly four hour conversation between Chris Kresser and Dr. Joel Kahn. They, they were just like, you know, two kids on the playground, just picking on each other, just going back and forth and like, no, this, no, this, no, this, no, that, no, this says this, this says that. And wherever you look, there is your, there, you are able to find evidence and, so, you know, even scientific, even good scientific studies or reasonably good scientific studies to back up any viewpoint in the world. Mm hmm. And that's just the that's just the state of where we're at, where we're at today is mm -hmm. science is overwhelming. You know, there is all sorts of. Yeah. So we need to we need to sort through it. We need to sort through it. So that's what this is about. I Actually, that's not what this is about. That's what that <laughs> was about. Their their conversation was an attempt to sort through the science. And this conversation, I like to think is a fresh per perspective that is irrelevant of scientific information because I think it's time, no, no offense against science because science has, is guiding us always, scientific laws are guiding us, but I think it's time to shift our focus, our direct focus from science to something more broad, something more inclusive, something bigger. Maybe something more truthful well science is you know i feel like science truth is kind of the the north star of science so yes. I, I feel like science is wanting to be truthful but at the same time science is still confined and constricted by the operations of science one well, and we know we know from our studies that science can sometimes get muddied up with some alternative motives yeah yeah so as i as i was talking about or writing about you know science historically was guided by nothing other than scientists desire to know the truth you know that was the only thing guiding science today in our world today a lot of scientists are still connected with that inherent desire to know the truth but at the same time there is different force there are different forces at play that are also muddying things up in the scientific environment mm -hmm. so yeah and that's that's why we see so many studies that um you know are are supporting one way of eating and then there's other studies supporting another way of eating saying this is the best way no this is the best way and it's because you know if you really want to see something in your outcomes you can usually you can find it you can interpret the results in such a way that 
support uh, yeah. the hypothesis that you're wanting to get. As we call it, research bias, which is something that we just take as, uh, you know, it's going to exist in the, in the field of science, in the world of science. Anyways, I, so this, is, this talk is about non-science stuff. That is the extent of our scientific discussion, period, the end. What I am suggesting as we consider this discussion, vegan versus paleo, is another perspective. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how else to put it. But, but the perspective that I'm coming from is much more of a global kind of um, ideological, maybe even. Um, I, I'm, I'm fumbling for words, but this global perspective rather than like what's happening on an individual cellular microscopic perspective, but I'm more concerned like what's happening on a global perspective, what's happening on a social perspective, what's having, happening politically, what's happening. Um, sorry, I just got a call. Um, <laughs> what's happening politically, what's happening environmentally, just this whole macro perspective, right? Zooming out, if you will. So I, um, anything? Yeah. No, I'm letting Ben lead this discussion. Yeah, so I just wrote this, this, uh, this article that I'll be publishing, but um, I wanted to reference one of my favorite quotes, which is um, that of Albert Einstein, which is, we cannot solve problems by using the same kind of thinking that we used when we created them. And I think this, you know, if we let that sink in, we can allow this to kind of guide us and direct us out of one way of thinking and into another way of thinking. So if you take a look at our quote unquote problems in our world today, the um, all of the health problems, all of the environmental problems, all of the social problems, you know, there are a lot of quote-unquote problems, you know, whether or not you want to use the word problem or just issue or opportunity, you know, there are these issues. And when it comes to a lot of these issues, I think that science is largely responsible for creating, to some extent, a lot of the issues. And what I mean by that is we've taken our scientific minds and our scientific understanding and we've used that in a reductionistic kind of way to narrow in and point at individual, you know, in the case of food, let's stay with food. In the, we're pointing at individual nutrients, individual vitamins, individual chemicals, individual biomarkers. And science is inherently reductionistic in that sort of way because that's how we measure things. We, point, we look in closely and we do something and then we measure the, the result of that. That's a scientific study, right? It's reductionistic. And so obviously the alternative is a holistic perspective. The, the oppos opposite of reductionistic is holistic. And we're, you know, considering the whole, we're considering the whole organism. We're considering the, the whole culture. We're consider considering the whole environment. Um, and when we're, when we're considering the whole, when it comes to food, 
we obviously are considering the whole person and not just how cells and biomarkers are responding, but we're considering communities. We're considering families. We're considering the culture. And um, yeah, mm. so that's, that's what I think that we should be considering more so when it comes to our individual food choices. We should be, consi- we should be considering how our individual teeny little choices of, you know, what kind of side do you want fries with that? Um, we should be considering how that choice is impacting our world. Not just our cells, you know, sure, we need to consider like, is it going to raise our cholesterol or is it going to, you know, raise our blood pressure? But how, what are the other effects of each individual teeny little choice that we make? I'm just, I'm just listening because (laughs) you're, you're going on a, you know, it's, it feels like the information is just flowing through you. So I don't want to interrupt you. Keep going. (laughs) Well, thank you. So no. Well, thank you for letting me pause at least. <laughs> and um, so, you know, there's this, um, you know, the argument that I hear and feel and um, see against vegans says that vegans, for the most part, take this moral high ground and this moral superiority, claiming that their actions are more compassionate, more loving, more, you know, I'm sure you listeners, you know, if you're with me, have probably heard that. I don't know how many of you are identify as a vegan, but a lot of, a lot of people say, oh, well, vegans are just, you know, think they're moral, morally, um, you know, vegans just think they're morally superior and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, okay, well, maybe some do, um, but what's wrong with wanting to <laughs> desiring to make a uh, impact on this, you know, larger scale macro perspective that we're talking about? What's, what's wrong with, you know, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. What, what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, I, I think to play the devil's advocate, um, I think some people can feel put down when, um, if a vegan, you know, is declaring out into the world, like, you're a bad person for choosing to eat this way. And, um, you know, and they take that personally. And yeah, so, that, so that's a whole other thing to, to say that you're to say that you're a bad person is never that's not I mean, to me, that's not very vegan, right? Vegan is compassion. So to say you're a bad person, that's like, you know, anyone could say you're a bad person. You're a bad person because you chopped down the rainforest. You're a bad person because you murdered so-and-so. You're a bad person because you, you know, cheated on your husband, whatever. Like, there's a lot of, like, rules. Um, but I feel like that aside, like, pointing fingers and calling people names and saying that you're bad, I, I, I don't think that's very a very vegan thing to do vegan in the, you know, vegan in the compassionate kind of sense. Vegan in the uh, definition that Dr. Um, Silas Rao says. That. Yeah, I do. I do love the, the doc, the, uh, the definition that Dr. Silas Rao pointed out. If, if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, it's a fantastic one. 
that I would encourage anyone to listen to. Um, but he says that a vegan is someone who would not necessarily do any harm to another living creature. And obviously harm, it's like, well, what is harm? harm killing is certainly harm, but harsh words, harsh um, actions, they can be harmful as well, right? And we can obviously harm ourselves, a lot of us more so than we realize. Um, so anyways, the, the underlying theme of veganism is compassion. And a lot of these quote unquote like vegan activists who are kind of angry and upset and don't, you know, against the killing of fact, you know, cows and pigs and stuff. I don't necessarily think that their vegan arguments are very vegan because they're lacking compassion sometimes. So anyways, I think that that should be the ultimate direction that we all should be taking regardless of our food choices. We should be taking action in a way towards compassion and understanding and love. And I think naturally what follows are choices that are compassionate, choices that are compassionate for ourselves, for our body, choices that are compassionate for our family, for our friends, and choices that are compassionate for our larger society, our environment, our world at large. But it starts on that, that kind of point of sing the singularity intention of, you know, the impetus for choice. Mm. So, um, I think that's beautiful. I think, I think focusing on this word compassion is, um, you know, it's the solution to a lot of issues that are going on in the world right now. And um, so I'm really glad you brought it up. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And the, the other thing that came to mind in, uh, in my, you know, response to this popular debate out there, the vegan versus paleo, is where all, not all of us, but so many of us are looking for to the outside, looking to the news headlines or looking to the recent scientific studies once again. So many people are looking outside for the answers on how to live, how to eat, how to think, what to drink, how to breathe, what to do. We're, we're kind of inundated with information from the outside coming inward. So we're reliant oftentimes upon the input of this information what you know we're and we're asking sometimes like outwardly asking how sh what should i eat what should i do and obviously in our profession um, people pay us and come to us with these questions you know a lot of people really want to know from the outside going in hey you what should i eat hey you how should i live but that's great and it's Good to, you know, we, we can't stop that stream of information from outside inward. But the other point that I think is important to make is the real kind of sustainable and rich transformational kind of opportunities come when the, the, um, the experience is inside going outward, right? 
when the impetus for choice is one that's inherently derived mm -hmm. and not we're not being told what to do and how to do it, but we are coming up with that deep from within. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I think we've all experienced a time when we've been inspired from the outside in, but I feel like what's really happening there is, yes, we're, we're bringing in information that's really inspiring, but it's speaking to that place inside of us. So it's that place inside of us that then takes action in this inside out way, makes the choice to actually, you know, change some behavior or th thought pattern or whatever it is in, in a way that, that, is ultimately right. so it's a so ultimately the it, it still is an inside out sort of phenomenon even though it had an outside in impetus or mm -hmm. catalyst and that's you know that's why we're interacting as we are that's why we've got a podcast and we're putting information out there and hopefully it <laughs> sparks something inside and but it's important to remember like Susanna just pointed out that it is the inside you know, igni the ignition, you're lighting the flame inside that is creating the sustainable action and choices that support everything in the long run. And we're, you know, I'm like losing, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore, well, yeah, <laughs> but well. we're getting to that, that point of like, it's kind of like out there and all kind of in the clouds, but that's okay. Well, I'm curious then, um, so let's say if a patient comes to you and asks you like, hey, I want to I wanna learn to eat in a way that um, is promoting greater health, then, yeah. then how, how do you support them while also like... Um, well, I do I that. I think you know what I'm trying yeah. to get at, yeah. And that, that's obviously, that, that's exactly what happens. And um, the message is always giving information like based on the latest like science based on the current understanding biochemically, physiologically, this and tune in because if you're not tuning in while you are implementing these changes, then a couple of things, it becomes just mindless exercise and there's not that rich, um, there's no heart in it. There's no heart in You're it. You're just following instructions. There's no heart in it. <laughs> and, and we need more heart in everything. We need more heart in everything. Um, yeah. yeah. So I feel like we didn't really cover that much in this conversation, even though we're already 20 minutes deep into it. But that's, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we arrived at a really beautiful place. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I, I did just... Um, I did just write this article that I can, I'll, I'll link to, you know, I'll post it and share it. So it's, it's, uh, it's obviously a little bit more articulate than maybe this conversation was, but, um, but the message is the same. The message is compassion and the message is, you know, the inner inspiration rather than the outer inspiration, inspiration and realizing that we are, powerful beyond our comprehension in terms of the effects that each and every action has you know and that i mean 
could, that's a whole nother rabbit hole that we could go into is just how our actions are powerful, but they are, you know, and if you are disconnected from that at times, if you're disconnected from realizing and understanding how powerful you are, then, you know, you <laughs> just let that cloud pass and you'll connect with your power and your creativity in, you know, maybe the next breath. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I forget. What was that quote? We, we stumbled upon this quote recently. It was so beautiful. It, it, it was talking about how, you know, there's all these ways that we try to connect with our soul. But as soon as you try to connect with your soul, you're automatically falling into deception because it's not something you ever have to try to do because it's it's part of you. It's there. You can't become connected with it. Okay, Ben just pulled it up. I'll let you read it, Susanna. Okay. It goes a little something like this. The moment you think you need to do something to reconnect with your soul, you have fallen into deception. How can you reconnect with your soul's power when that is who you already are? Rather than reconnecting with your soul, we must disconnect from that notion and embrace our true identity of love, light, abundance, and joy. And that's a quote from Tyler Henderson. We don't know who you are, Tyler Henderson, but we like your words. Yes, yes. And um, yeah, obviously we started by talking vegan versus paleo. And I am actually in, you know, as reflecting on the last 24 minutes of talking, I'm actually kind of quite content with how we have arrived because we need to just throw this out the window. We need <laughs> yeah. to throw this out the window, scratch it and write it as a nice, interesting chapter in the history books and start fresh. We need a fresh perspective and everything that is built upon this fresh perspective, you know, fresh foundation in this fresh chapter is built from a place of connection, love, compassion, inspiration, and joy, including but not limited to your food choices, right? So <laughs> thank you so much, Chitter, for your kind words and love. And, and thank um, you, Detox Mama, for your happy oh, yeah. smiling faces. <laughs> and, <laughs> I like them. <laughs> yeah, and, and for all of the other people who are tuning in post-live, just remember that we are you know, coming to you live on Instagram, on face and Facebook every Thursday at noon Pacific Standard Time. So we hope to see you live for our next uh, next thing. Oh, yeah. And another announcement before we go at Alter Health, which is our our online clinic where we consult with people individually. We're offering 25 percent off of our membership, three month membership thing, which is. Mm -hmm. uh, quite a little steal if you ask me and that that deal is available just throughout the month of october so head to alter.health learn more reach out we do offer complimentary 15 minute connections where we can meet and greet and figure out if we're a good fit so we look forward to seeing you there as well and thank you thank you for your attention and um your connection for this last 26 minutes and we look forward to the next time. Yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. All right. On that note, peace and love. <laughs>